Trent and I, Pastor Trent and myself, are really excited about this sermon series. It's, it's going to bridge some exciting things for us. We'll get to know each other better. And more importantly, we're going to discover some timely verses that have carried us through some times in our lives when we needed Jesus. We still need your favorite verses. So don't hesitate to reach out to Pastor Trent and myself so that you can be included in this sermon series. Today, we have the privilege of hearing from Shirley Mayhe. Watch this video as Shirley talks about what her favorite verse is. Okay. Hi everyone, my name is Shirley, and I'm here because I wanted to share with you one of my verses that's very special to me. Um, honestly, I don't really have just one verse. There's um, so many verses that it was hard to choose. Um, but while I was thinking about it, a situation that happened this week came to mind. Um, there was a morning this week and I was listening to the news and I was just hearing so many conflicting um, situations about what's happening about in this world right now. And also at that same time, I was getting texts and messages about how this world situation was affecting family members and it just caused me such anxiety. I just felt overwhelmed that I had to cry out to the Lord and I just said, God, I just can't even handle one more thing. I don't even know what is happening. Like, show me, Lord, what's real? What is true? I just need some hope in this situation. And I just let it that and I was at work. And then in a little while, God brought a song to me. That's always how he speaks with me. Um, he brought a special hymn that I love to my mind, and it, it goes like this. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And the verse, the chorus goes, On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Well, that kind of caused me to go on this quest of, okay, how many times in the Bible is God referred to as the rock? So I opened my Bible and I started having a look um, at all those verses and I came across one that David had written when he was being delivered from the hands of Saul and it's found in 2 Samuel 22, 2 and 3. It says, The Lord is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation and stronghold and my refuge. And again, those same exact same words that David spoke in the same situation are again found in Psalms 18 verse 2 where it says the Lord is in my rock in whom I take refuge. These words and these truths they remind me that even in these crazy times when you feel like the world is shifting under our feet that our God is our rock. He's unshakable, unmovable and the one we can cling to um, firm stronghold and I can just rest in that truth that he is my rock. God knows our current situation and he already knows what it looks like on the other side of this pandemic. But all I know is that I'm gonna cling to him, my solid rock, and that he will keep my feet firmly planted and together we can navigate these crazy coming days. I get to share the verses that are important to you. I have known the Mayhe family for over half my life now. 
I am glad that I have celebrated many milestones with your family throughout the years and the ways that you have encouraged me in my leadership. Your family is very dear to our family. I love that hymn that Shirley referenced. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. Some of us might wonder what sweetest frame is. It has to do with shelter and security. But I wholly lean on Jesus' name. And then Shirley shared that chorus with us, On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Later in that hymn, the, the verse continues, and I love this, His oath, His covenant, His blood supports me in the overwhelming flood. When all around my soul gives way, He then is all my hope and stay. Powerful words and a great timely reminder for us today in the midst of what we find ourselves in. We want this pandemic to be done. We want to go back to normal. It's almost like we're so thirsty and we just can't get a glass of water. Well, let's, let's shift away from the pandemic for a second. Here's a public announcement for you men. We're three weeks away from Valentine's Day. You need to start thinking about that day. Don't leave it for the card selection that you might find at 7-Eleven. Just like God brought the words of a hymn to slow Shirley's racing heart down with some comfort, music is incredibly powerful to who God created us to be. We know that David sang. Now, some of you might remember this. You had a mixtape back in the day. Or something that you would use to express your love to your spouse. Now, we didn't have iTunes back then, and so we had to wait till the radio played the song, and then we would quickly try to record it. Now, for some of you that are musical, you maybe made up a song for your love. It might be a song that nobody else had heard, or it might have been a song that was popular on the radio. Whatever the tune, whatever the words, somehow it captured the love that was between you and your spouse. You may have even uttered these words, listen, they're singing our song. Well, how did it become our song? Did the composer, the musician come and say, give me an idea exactly what you want to say to this person and I'll write a song just for the two of you? Probably not. Most likely, it's a song written by someone that you never ever talked to. Yet somehow, that song captures something beautiful, something special about your relationship with your love. It might be hard to believe but there's probably thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands, maybe millions of couples who call the same song our song. This morning, I want to, to look at a song that, that King David might have called our song. This song doesn't express the love between himself and some beautiful woman. 
It's a song that expresses his love between himself and the Lord. The tune was not preserved for us, but in these words that we're going to read, you can hear the heart of a man who loves God, and you can hear the love that God has for him. David could easily say this of 2 Samuel 22, Lord, this is our song. But what's even better is the fact that everyone that is watching can make this song their song. David writes this song not just for himself, but for all of us who want to enjoy loving and being loved by God. Almost identical words, and I love this from Shirley, are the, the ones that are found in Psalm 18. In Psalm 18, before we get into the verses, it actually says this, for the director of music, the choir director, of David, the servant of the Lord. He sang the word to the Lord, the words of this song, when the Lord delivered him from the hands of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. The song in, in 2 Samuel 22 is identical, almost identical to the psalm of Psalm 18. The author of 2 Samuel writes in verse 1 of chapter 22, David saying to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. A commentator observed this writing about 2 Samuel 22, that it may be the fuller version that's found in the Psalms, and that this was David's final version for public use in the worship of God. The differences are fairly numerous, but the teaching. The heart is the same. Both are inspired by the word of God. The one set in historical context, the other in a manual or a hymn book of praise. David wrote this song of deliverance in 2 Samuel 22 after, and we, we read this already, the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies, not some, and from the hand of Saul. Maybe David is, is sitting at his desk and he's looking back at the 40 years that he's had as king over all of Israel's. And maybe he's looking back at, at the, the years prior to him starting as a king. He's remembering fondly how the Lord delivered him on numerous occasions. He recalls how the Lord protected him from Saul's many attempts to kill him. So David, doing what he does best, wrote a song. Wrote a song praising God for God's deliverance. David's songwriting always communicated his intimate heart toward God. He understood what God was meaning to him. What God was meaning to him in his current state as, as well as in the, in the past. And so today I want to actually zero in on a few verses around Shirley's favorite verses and highlight the first ten verses in this chapter. Actually, I would love for you this week to, to spend some time looking at the whole passage. But let's just look at the first ten verses. Here's verse one. David sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all the enemies and from the hand of Saul. 
The Lord, David said this, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. Verse 3, My God is my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation. He is my stronghold. He is my refuge. He is my savior from violent people. God, you save me. Verse 4, I called to the Lord. He is worthy of praise and have been saved from my enemies. The waves of death swirled around me. The fortune, uh, the, 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 the torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave, verse 6, coiled around me. The snares of death confronted me. Verse 7, in my distress, I called out to, to the Lord my God. I called out to my God from his temple. He heard my voice, my cry came to his ears. The earth trembled, the earth quaked, the foundations of the heavens shook. They trembled because he was angry. Smoke rose from the nostrils, from his nostrils. Consuming fire came from his mouth. Burning coals blazed out of it. He parted the heavens and came down. Dark clouds were under his feet. Well, let's just spend a few minutes looking at some great truths from, from Shirley's verses. There's five of them today. It's pretty easy. The very first one. God is my strength. If you look back at, at verse 2 and 3, David saw God as a rock. He said in verse 2, the Lord is my rock. In verse 3, he said, my God, my rock. In the Bible, a rock often conveys the, the idea of strength and a foundation. It's something that's solid and stable. David said that the, the Lord is his strength and his foundation. God was able to deliver David from the many different situations because the Lord we know is stable and solid. Do you remember Jesus' first sermon? We like to call it the Sermon on the Mount. It's recorded in Matthew 5 through 7. Jesus was teaching. He was sitting with his disciples. He was talking to them about how to live as citizens of a kingdom in a world that's full of sin. He concluded that little passage, that little sermon with an application for those disciples saying that they needed to, to build their lives on the rock. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, the story goes like this. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, they beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, they beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. God was David's rock. He praised God for his deliverance because God was his strength. 
as you face trouble, as you struggle to exist in COVID, build your life on Jesus, your rock. Well, the the second thing that we can quickly learn from, from this little verse that Shirley shared with us is, God is my shield. David said this in verse 2, The Lord is my fortress. Then he followed it up in verse 3 by saying, The Lord is my shield. The Hebrew word for fortress refers to a, a mountain stronghold. The word for stronghold is the same as the word for fortress. We read about David and his growing number of supporters living with him in the stronghold. The Hebrew sounds very much like the place that we know today as Masada, which is a flat piece of land on the top of a very tall mountain. Masada is about 30 miles southeast of Jerusalem. It's famous, Masada is famous for the Jewish revolt against Rome that resulted in the suicide of 960 rebels who were stationed there. So a fortress protects one from the enemy. A shield also protects one from the attacking missiles of the enemy. In a sense, they do the same thing. They protect one from the enemy. Only glory, when we get to the end of our life, will reveal how much God has actually shielded us. How is God protecting us in this season that we find ourselves in? Well, let's continue. The third one, God is my Savior. David says this in verse 3, The Lord is my salvation. My salvation, my Savior. The expression, the horn of my salvation, only occurs here and in the parallel expression in Psalm 18 verse 2. The idea is this, that the horn symbolizes an animal's strength or power. Well, let's get theological for a second. The theological word book of the Old Testament explains the reference to God as the horn of salvation by saying, God is the source of all true salvation. Hence, he is termed the horn of salvation. That's why David also said, that God was a savior, the one who saves. As David contemplated the ways in which God had delivered him from so many situations, he praised God for being a savior, the one who saves. God saved David not only from the conflicts in his life, but God also saved David from the condemnation of sin. David's savior was his greater son, Jesus. When Peter stood up to preach on the day of Pentecost, in which thousands were saved, he quoted David at one point. David wrote in Psalm 16 about God being his Savior, the one who saves. Peter used David's psalm to point people to Jesus. In Acts chapter 2, verse 25, here's what Peter says, quoting David. I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand. I'm not shaken. My heart is glad. My tongue rejoices. My flesh will always dwell in hope. 
For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let the Holy One see your corruption. You have made known to me the paths of my life. You make me full of gladness with your presence. David praised God for his deliverance because God was his Savior. Let me ask you this this morning. Is God your Savior? Maybe this question's more important. What do you need saving from today? The fourth, God is my security. David said in, in verse 3, The Lord is my stronghold. The Hebrew word refers to a high point where a person is secure against hostile attacks. Using the same word here, in David wrote in Psalm 9-9, The Lord is a refuge for the oppressed, a stronghold in times of trouble. Early in David's life, particularly before he became king, Saul was constantly trying to hunt down David and kill him. David spent years running and hiding from Saul. You can imagine how tired he would have been. He spent many day and night in various strongholds, places from which he could perceive danger, where he could see the approaching enemy and in return take appropriate action. In his stronghold, he always had a strong sense of, of God delivering him from his attacks. When you encounter all kinds of scary or unfamiliar situations in your life, are you able to say that God is your security? Well, let's end with the, the fifth one. God is my safety. David said this in verse 3, The Lord is my refuge. The Hebrew word for refuge refers to shelter from danger or hardship. When David was young and constantly on the run from Saul, it seems that David knew every hill, every valley, every cave, every place to hide from Saul. It was in those places of refuge that God provided a safety and resting place for David. Are you able to say with David this morning, God is my refuge? Where do you need to have God provide a resting place for you? You see, everyone needs a refuge. You need some place where you can go to escape the worries and fears of life. You need a place of safety where you don't have to be afraid, where you can catch your breath, where you can get your strength, where you can get back out and, and face this, this scary world. The Lord wants to be your refuge. He wants to come. He wants you to come to him. He wants you to hide you. He wants to let you hide you in his love and care and shelter you. That's why Trent reminded us of that last week. Come. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle. I'm humble. You'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, everyone needs a rescuer. No matter how careful or cautious you are, trouble will always find you. Often trouble will overwhelm you. Bills pay up. 
uh, pile up, sorry, your health starts to fail, your home gets shaky, and before you know it, you're drowning in a problem. And don't forget about the biggest problem that you and I have. What do we do with the guilt of our sins? Who will rescue us from disaster and death? The Lord wants to be your rescuer. He wants you to cry out to Him when you get in over your head, when you're going down for the last time. He wants to reach out to you whenever He can to save you. David sang this love song. It's our song. Because God was His Savior. Is God your Savior? The one who actually can save? There are 50 verses in 2 Samuel 22 in which David praised God for his deliverance. Thank you, Shirley, for leading us to 2 Samuel 22. David's song of deliverance is a marvelous song. David praised God for being his strength, his shield, his savior, his security, and his safety. As I reread verses 2 through 3 for you again, I want you to pay close attention to David's use of the personal pronoun, my. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, my refuge, my savior. You save me from violence. David used the word my ten times in these two verses. Would that be the word that you would use in your relationship with God? Friends, following Jesus is where we have to have a personal relationship with our God. A religious person may know the truth that God is a strength, a shield, a savior, security, and safety. But it's only a child of God who can sing with passion the song of deliverance. God is my strength, my shield, my savior, my security, my safety, because they have skin knees that prove it. Finally, all of these names describe God as a place to run to when you're threatened. A place to go to when you're scared or in danger. So today, can you run to God? Let's pray. God, thank you for the reminder from Shirley just of a powerful passage of Scripture. We thank you that in 2 Samuel 22, we learn things about who you are and what you want to provide for us. God, may we run to you in times where COVID feels like it's just zapping all our energy. Where we feel like we're losing everything. God, we need a Savior. The God who saves and you have provided it for us. For some of my friends, God, they might not understand all that is encompassing with God as a Savior. May they reach out to someone who can explain to them what it means to start this journey of following you. Lord, we love you.
We adore you. Bring us back together this week on Wednesday for our congregational meeting. Help us celebrate. Bring us back next Sunday where some of us will be able to be in this building. Lord, we love you. May this be a week where God's face shines upon you. And may you experience his love in a way that you have never, ever experienced it before. God, we love you. We ask all this in your name.